you're traveling through another podcast. A podcast not only of reviewing and discussing, but of discovery. A journey into a wondrous show whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the RSS feed up ahead. Your next stop, Anthology. Hello and welcome to Anthology, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. I'm your host, Matt Hurt, and if this is your first time listening, Anthology is one man's examination of the Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer. Each podcast, I share my first impressions, analysis, and overall thoughts on Rod Serling's iconic series, one episode at a time. I also cover modern anthology science fiction shows such as Black Mirror and Jordan, the Jordan Peele-produced Twilight Zone reboot and bonus episode review series. You can find more of Anthology as well as a full episode archive at AnthologyPod.com. And if you want to contact me, you can use the Facebook page at facebook.com slash anthologypod, tweet me at ovanthologypod, uh, or send me an email at matt at obsessiveviewer.com. And so today's a special day on the podcast because we are wrapping up our my coverage of season two of the original Twilight Zone, and I have returning guest um, Brandon Cruz from Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast, and Interdimensional RSS, a Rick and Morty podcast, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast, and uh, and Apathetic Enthusiasm. Uh, Brandon, how are you doing, bud? Hey, I am doing fantastic. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing I'm doing great, man. It was uh, we, we've been we've been talking for a few minutes here now already, mm-hmm. and it just it's it's so good to talk to you again i know uh, right it, it, it's it's always it's always a joy to talk mm-hmm. to you because you're, you're always you're always so friendly and, and yeah. amiable i love it i amiable. i do what i can that's right sure yeah amiable uh, yeah i guess it's supposed to be uh very very flattering because you're you're the best oh nice well thank you i i really appreciate it um i will just go ahead and say that i i definitely bring out the big guns when i talk to you so that is why i'm so amiable um <laughs> So again, I hope that's the, the right, the right, right. Right. Me too. I want to Google that. Nice. Now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, as you said, we were talking on Patreon. Um, just to plug away, if you guys uh, want to check out more exclusive content from this podcast as well as my other podcasts, Obsessive Viewer and Tower Junkies, go and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. Minimum donation of $1 per month per month gets you access to an RSS feed with like 75 uh, recordings just from the last couple of years. So there's a lot of content for just a dollar. So uh, go ahead and check that out. Patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. Whew. Did you look it up? I I did. Okay. I did. Uh, it is. <laughs> it was. It was a right. It was a right word. Okay. Amiable, yes. having or displaying a friendly and pleasant manner. Nice. Amiable, unassuming fellow is nice. The, is the, uh, uh, I am. I'm flattered, and I appreciate that. If it was the wrong word, I was going to just just rip into you and just be very angry. <laughs> get off my show! Yes. Get out! Here. Get the get out of here right now! <laughs> Uh, no, never. So, Brandon, you were on episode 32 of Anthology. I forgot the name of my own podcast. Um, back when I did my season one wrap up, and now three years later, um, because it's taken me three years to review season two, uh, you're back. Uh, how you been these last three years? And I've guessed it on your podcast, which I appreciate, and thank you again. Yeah, no, they, well, thank, thank you. And I'm going to have to have you back on too, because I need any, any more guests and I love you as a guest. So, oh, nice. uh, the last, 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 uh, episode you were on was, uh, back, uh, uh, still, valley. Over the- still valley. 
It's still out. Ah, it's yeah. still out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So having you on is, is great. It, it has, it has been a long time since I've been on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it three, three, what a difference three years makes. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's nuts, especially with everything going on. Um, just the last, uh, like the last four months seems like three years. It, it really does. It's, it seriously does. Um, and, uh, yeah, I didn't ask you on Patreon, but how are you doing with all of this stuff, like the COVID stuff and everything else that's going on in the world? Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's good because, uh, we, we talked a little bit about it. Teleworking means I have, I should have more time right. at, at home. <laughs> Uh, to do some side stuff mm-hmm. uh it it doesn't necessarily but no uh, everything everything is good here on 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 this end from 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 that perspective nice <laughs> uh yeah how, how i didn't i didn't ask you oh. how things are from your perspective oh Matt. absolutely horrible no i'm kidding <laughs> Things are going pretty well. Uh, working from home is great. Um, I have experience working from home because before I was in my current position, I was working in, in the call center from home. And it's yeah. nice that I'm now working from home in a position where people aren't yelling at me all day. <laughs> so that's definitely a plus. Um, and at this point, as with anything else, like just the repetition of doing it, like for so long, it's like, it's, it's become normal. Like I'm, I'm comfortable with it and everything. Um, right. Although it's been several months at this point and I just, I just now realized like, oh, I, I can take my laptop onto my balcony and just sit on the balcony and do work. Like, why <laughs> haven't I been doing this every day? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. When, when I'm at home, the first couple hours, well, Tampa's getting warm now. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but the, you know, but April, March, Sit, sit out there with a cup of coffee for a couple nice. hours. And all the, the, the wife and kid are asleep. Like, yes, <laughs> this is, this is the, this is the life here. That's perfect. I, uh, I also splurged and bought a new coffee maker. And like, that's also Ooh. perfect because I'll just, like, it syncs with my Amazon Echo and I'll just be like, I'll set it to turn on, uh, at a certain time. So I'll like wake up to the smell of coffee and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And then I'll it, work. It's safe with your Alexa? <laughs> yep. Yep. What? Yep. What age nonsense is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. The coffee I've been getting is just decent, but it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been good. And also, don't tell my employer, but I, <laughs> I'm able to like, edit the podcast nice edit the podcast and everything while i'm working um so like today i just edited the episode that's going to come out after this episode of anthology um which i'm super excited about but yeah um so yeah <laughs> uh, you know, you know there were, oh sorry go ahead. oh i was just gonna say it's working out pretty well that's good i i i would openly say that i edit my podcasts mm-hmm. uh while while i'm home teleworking mm-hmm. but i the, the people at work n- listen to listen to my shows. Oh yeah, for the Rick and Morty podcast, mm-hmm. people who don't watch Rick and Morty have never seen an episode. Still listen to the podcast for some reason. Wow, um, just because they know you. Yeah, and and I and I think I've talked shit about oh. uh, one or two of them, <laughs> oh, but but they they still they still talk to me. So wow, can you introduce <laughs> me to them so that I can make them listen to my stuff? <laughs> 
I can I I try to convince them not to listen to my stuff. So <laughs> it's, well, if you want to throw my links at them, please do. <laughs> you, you got it. You got it. I'm nice. on it. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so three years, we talked about uh, season one. I've been on your show talking about Still Valley. Um, I do want to mention that. It, where are you at in season three in your show? Um, uh, season three, I'm at uh, Quality of Mercy. So that's the, okay. uh, it's, it's episode 14 of, of season three. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, and season three has like 30 yeah, some odd? 30, jeez. Yeah, 36. <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to throw my hat in to be on, like, whenever you relaunch and everything. Um, one of my favorite things about coming on your show is that I get to jump ahead in my viewing because, like, I, I'm just going in chronological order. So, um, yeah, I would love to be on your show for really any, any episode. But I did, one of my listeners did suggest that I, uh, skip ahead to season four given the current, like, political climate and everything and watch He's Back, I think. Um, He's on the season four. He's alive, yeah. Right? Yeah, he's alive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh yeah, so if that comes up at any point, I would be happy to join you on that. But I don't want to invite myself onto the show. So yeah. Don't 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 even trip, dog. Uh nice. I don't know if you heard the typing in the background, but that was uh, that was me locking you in. Nice. Nice. Awesome. He's alive. <laughs> awesome. And I, and I, and I, and I want to. I want to just throw this out there. Mm-hmm. I I had this these spreadsheets set up when I when I uh, was full full bore on the show. Yeah, uh, and it had air dates for when the podcast episode was meant to air originally. <laughs> that that is a dangerous game. <laughs> that do, is do you, very dangerous. Do you know what the date is? Do you know what the original date is? Oh, no, no, six November twenty sixteen. Oh God, for that episode specifically. For that episode in season four. Oh my god! I will say I have. I think I have like the same thing, like the same. I like the same thing in my uh, notes and everything because I let me actually go all the way back because <laughs> I had like show coverage schedule. No, that's not the note. Um, I had let's see plans, the outer limits, alternate plans. Jeez, uh, this is great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> new plans cuz i've revamped the show so many times yeah and like it's it's been like i really love doing the show oh, okay here it is anthology release schedule <laughs> um uh oh jesus okay, okay so this note was created can i see when it was created um, it was created a while ago i can't tell when but uh like anthology season one covering the first season was going to be august to december of 2015 and like this episode here so the end of season two was originally going to be um uh it was going to run from february to may of 2016 (laughs) oh my gosh yeah uh yeah so good good job us yep yep um (laughs) Yeah, so huh, well, it is what it is, but uh, better better late than never. Exactly. Matt. Exactly. Um so yeah, so how how are your podcasts and everything? And feel free to tell our listeners uh where like where they can find each of your shows and kind of give a, a log line for each of your shows. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll I'll try, I'll try I'll try to run through them. Apathetic enthusiasm uh you can go to apatheticenthusiasm.com for that as well as, as submitted for your approval to its own podcast. 
which I mean, you don't you don't have to because clearly uh, I, I haven't made any episodes of that. <laughs> but uh, aesthetic enthusiasm, uh, it's it's the show that the 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 show that I started podcasting with way back in 2015 with mm-hmm. my good friend Travis, and that that's that's gone through so many iterations, but now it's basically. Uh, a, a show for us to talk about, like what we're what we're playing, what we're watching, shooting the shit. We talked to, we talked about my foray into gardening. Uh, <laughs> next time, next time we talk, I'll, I'll probably talk about fungus gnats, was which is a thing. Okay, who knew? <laughs> uh, in the, so so you can go go. Uh, that doesn't sound that interesting, but go check it out if, <laughs> if you want. Nice, right on. Uh, uh, Submit it for your approval. The Twilight Zone podcast. Uh, that that is the show that. Uh, I, it was the first spinoff of, of apathetic enthusiasm where I, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to cover all of the episodes of the twilight zone and, and invite people that I, I knew folks that I didn't know. And now I'm friends with hello. Nice. nice. Hello. Again, Matt. <laughs> um, and, and get, and get perspective from a bunch of different folks uh, for what made, makes the twilight zone such a, a great and lasting uh, show for, for folks to watch um, and obviously remade again with Jordan Peele and, and the, uh, in the executive producer role. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, a uh, bunch of different guests, a bunch of incredible guests, uh, yourself included, obvi- obviously. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hopefully I can, hopefully I can get back into the habit of doing mm-hmm. that because um, I do need to interview some folks. Hmm. And then finally, uh, finally the, the, the one, the podcast that is actually successful <laughs> is, Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Uh, that started. That started in between Rick and Morty just finished season four. We started it af- in the break between season two and season three, mm-hmm. and uh, we 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 started in 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 preparation for season three, and then there was like still like six months before it actually started. Season three aired, and then two years later, season four came on. Huh. And we just we just hit our our hundred and first episode. Nice, of the congratulations! Show. Thank you, thank you so much, thank you so much. We had we had we uh, we we obviously we we went over all of the uh, the episodes of the show itself. Mm-hmm. We've done character studies of the individual individual characters. Uh, we've had interviews with with people from the show, uh, nice. di- directors, uh, writers, the composer Ryan Elder, um, and and folks. Folks even like associated with the show or, or just fans of the show themselves. Uh, so we, we, I mean, we, we cover the show in its entirety, mm-hmm. whether it's the show or it's semi pertinent, whether it's like news or merchandise or, uh, somebody said something about Rick and Morty and we just want to bullshit because we need content, you know? Nice. Uh, but, like uh, that. that, that one is, uh, at Rick and Morty, uh, com. Sweet. Uh, that one's much, that's yeah, that's self-explanatory. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Like, I know that it's. Uh, I mean, it, it's gotten pretty big. Um, that that show, and it's. Uh, I'm super happy for you. Yeah, and yeah. I, I find it really funny how the like like our podcast journeys have kind of mirrored each other in a weird way. Like. You started with apathetic enthusiasm. I started with obsessive viewer. You did. Uh, 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 Wow. <laughs> submitted for your approval. I think I did that once before and it's right there. Uh, you did submit it for your approval. I did anthology and then now you're doing Rick and Morty and I'm doing Tower Junkies. 
Um, and Tower Junkies is not as successful as Rick and Morty, I will tell you that. But it's also wildly inconsistent. And uh, uh, it's more just an, ex- an excuse for me and Tiny to talk about our Stephen King fandom. So, yeah. So, so, well, but, but you've, you've, had, yeah, you, you've had retweets from, uh, from the the. Stephen King himself, right? Did you? He, I, yes. He, or, well, or like he, he retweeted a tweet that Mike Flanagan responded right. to me. So, right. and like, I was like, oh my God, Stephen King has read something that I wrote. Um, <laughs> and, and it was like a deep cut nerdy thing of like, oh, this, this little thing in the background of Dr. Sleep is a reference to the Dark Tower series. Can you confirm Mike Flanagan? And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That is 100% intentional. And I'm like, oh, my God. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that's, so, that's so cool, man. That's yeah. The- I, uh, yeah, it's, that's one of the things that's super fun about uh, doing this, uh, this kind of nonsense. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're here to talk about season two of The Twilight Zone, uh, the original series, and I don't have, like, very specific notes. I do have, like, bullet points and stuff that I shared with you and everything. Um, yeah. So, kind of just to start out, do you want to talk about just the season overall? I know that it's probably probably been a while <laughs> since you've really seen all the episodes, but uh, how did you feel about season two overall in uh, comparison to season one? Uh, so season, season two, I, I, I liked, I mean, I, I, I like all of the seasons, uh, season four, not as much only because I don't have as much, uh, experience with it, uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, on Netflix, you can get all the seasons except right. season four. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but when it comes to season two, they, they have a lot of solid episodes and, and some episodes that I didn't realize, didn't going back to it. Cause I, I haven't, I haven't rewatched it really, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't. When we scheduled this, I didn't have a chance to go through all uh, twenty-nine <laughs> right. episodes of of uh, season two. But mm-hmm. like looking back at the list, I'm like there's some really strong episodes in here. Yeah. Um, but I will say that there's also uh, like some uh, beginnings of of repetition, maybe uh, yeah. as, as far as, as far as thematic. Even like King Nine will not return, right? It's mm-hmm. it's almost. A, a variation of where is everybody, which is the which is the the pilot episode, right? Absolutely. Oh yeah. And uh, so so other other than that, you know, like some of my favorite episodes of the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. the greatest hits of the Twilight Zone are in this season. Nice. Uh, what 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 about you? I, I know you're you're watching it. You mm-hmm. you weren't a, a Twilight Zone expert necessarily, right? Uh, or at all. <laughs> At, at all i mean you're you're get, you're getting to be there now I, like what I, yeah <laughs> I well, what is what is what is yours I and mean, what what is what's your take on on season 2 compared to season 1 so it's interesting because season 1 was such a kind of novel experience for me because that was my i mean not to say that it's any different from everyone else but like it was my introduction to the twilight zone and i watched it chronologically i analyzed each episode and it took me a long time to do that but i did it anyway but um so a lot of those like big moments in season 1 just really stood out and that was my that my that was my introduction to the twilight zone in that it was introducing me to what to expect and i was like i came out of season 1 thinking like okay this is the show this is what it is this is 
what I should expect coming going forward. So season two has the kind of difficult job of keeping itself on par with season one and either elevating it or going lower than it. And like, that's a kind of difficult position for that, for that, for the show to be in and really any show. But, uh, I would say season two overall, I really think, uh, was on par with season one, maybe a little bit better for me. Um, just because, a lot of the big episodes, the good, like the episodes that stand out to me, they really stand out to me. And I don't, the thing that I struggle with is I don't know if that is due to me, um, just getting more comfortable with analyzing the show over and over again and like watching the episodes and like figuring out my voice as a critic of the show, or if it's because the show is genuinely like, improved over what was an incredible first season. So um, that's kind of a non-answer, but I would say on par with season one, maybe a little bit better. I will say that the videotaped episodes were a bit of a detriment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They were kind of hard to watch. They'll get you. They'll get yep. you every... Yeah, I, I think that I, I think that little bit of is is interesting that mm-hmm. that you you liked a little bit more than, than season one, mm-hmm. uh, in in whether or not that's that's because your familiarity with it, right? Uh, be, because that 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 was one of the things that I always wanted to get out of, maybe like a an, an unspoken uh, goal of doing S four Y A and and having a bunch of people watch mm-hmm. the show is, is it good because the familiarity exists and it's mm-hmm. something I grew up with or is it, or is it, or is it objectively good? Uh, because it's there, it's good storytelling and, and it's good writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, so I, I, I continue to be interested in, in you moving forward. Oh. If, if that, if it continues to get better or if you start mm-hmm. to see, uh, again, more repeats, if right. you will. And you're like, okay, all right. <laughs> Because there there is an episode in in season three, uh, the shelter. Uh, I'm which, very excited for that episode. But yeah, okay. which which I I actually prefer to it's it's commonly uh, compared to episode of the uh, uh, monster video Maple Street. Oh, okay, nice. I, yeah. <laughs> my like I, I was know, like, I spoil anything? Oh, oh no, 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 you're fine. Because um, no, no, no. I know. I know like the basic plot of the shelter, but my kind of road into that, the reason why I'm so excited about it is because the episode of the Simpsons, Bart's Comet, uh, does a riff on that. And I'm just really excited to get that reference. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm excited about. Um, I, need, I need to watch Bart's Comet. I, yeah. I be- I'm like 99% sure that it's a reference to that. Um, okay. yeah. Um, I'm yeah. on it. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm just super uh, excited to get to season three and everything. Um, and uh, that's that's very amiable of you to say that you're uh, eager for my uh, continued uh, journey through the Twilight Zone. Um. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I I am I'm, I'm I'm big on knowing others other like intellectual empathy i guess is like under understanding others perceptions of, of things that sounds and, like the title for your fourth podcast <laughs> intellectual <laughs> empathy don't uh, don't 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 do that to me. I, I can't handle the ones i have <laughs> uh, yeah same same here <laughs> <laughs> but no it's i think i really do think that that's cool and that's why i i 
love what you're doing uh, doing here. Right on. Uh, what? Uh, so I, I I don't I don't necessarily want to to push you anything, but oh no, like, go right ahead. Like what? Like what episodes uh, in in the season kind of jumped out at you? Like in season two. Yeah, the season two, like in it, and in pop culture, you know, in pop culture, like there, you've seen a lot of these references are already, mm-hmm. and and uh, so then I'll follow up with, did did pop culture ruin you, and is, nice. is that why they popped it out for you? Okay, yeah, that's that's a great question. So the big one that I'm loading up the full episode list now, <laughs> the big one from season two. Uh, there were a couple that were really big that that kind of jumped out in when I was going into season two because of the pop culture ness of them. So there was um, Eye of the Beholder was a big one, and uh, let's see. And um, oh, here it is. <laughs> Will the real Martian please stand up? And uh, those were kind of those were probably the two biggest ones from the season that that jumped out to me from a pop culture standpoint and. Uh, I will say that neither one of them were ruined. In fact, uh, will the real Martian please stand up was kind of a, a very nice surprise because um, obviously, by the way, we're going to be spoiling season two of the Twilight Zone. If you're listening this far into anthology, you're spoiled. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But the reveal at the end that not only is Barney Phillips uh, an alien, but uh, what's his face is is the actual martian um like all i knew from that episode was the the eye and the forehead thing and so when the guy comes back and he's like oh yeah you know um everyone's dead and everything and you see the third arm i'm like oh wow okay that's that completely recontextualized what i uh, expected from it from pop culture that that that, 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 that's interesting yeah because the uh the 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 famous shot is Mm -hmm. is the barney phillips and the the eyeball not uh, not the other guy. Sorry, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, not him. Not him with the arm. Yep. Uh, so, so when 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 that when he walks in, when he mm-hmm. the, the the bus cre- the bus leaves, yeah. he's the only one who walks back in. Uh, you know, Barney Phillips is is uh, is the Venetian. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what like what was what was the thought that went through your head? I, if I didn't talk. I didn't listen to your episodes. I, but I didn't get that from you, but oh no, you're fine. Um, I thought when he when he walked back into the diner, I genuinely just thought that it was just going to end on a note of the dude walking into the diner and Barney Phillips showing that he has the third eye. Uh, like I thought it was just going to be that thing. Like the big reveal was going to be like, oh well, you know, the reason why the bus is gone is because I'm the alien. Ha! The end. Um, oh, like like the dude walks in somehow sur- survives whatever. Yeah, and. He's like, yeah, they were looking for the alien on that bus. He wasn't there. He was, it was me. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, That's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, and also I was just really surprised at how dark that ending is. Like the cops and the bus full of people are all dead. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty bleak, pretty bleak. Um, for an episode that's actually pretty fun. Um, so, yeah. Kind of interesting. Poor, poor cops. Poor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then Eye of the Beholder was a big one. Um, I knew the ending of it. The thing that I didn't know going into it was that it had this um, fascist, like, dictator, um, uh, totalitarian government thing, or, or the the um, that whole aspect of it. So, like, when when the uh, 
I don't remember what they called him. The the leader is on the screen and everything, and he's yelling about conformity and we must conform. And uh, um, I was like, oh, oh, okay. This is this is this is a much richer episode than I was expecting because I just expected it to be, uh, oh, hey, she's actually beautiful, but everyone else is, uh, you know, um, crazy face people. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, pig, pig face people. Yeah, pig face. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a pretty that was a pretty cool uh, episode. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't when when retrospects of that show mm-hmm. uh, or that episode they they don't really harp too much on the on the fascism aspects right. of it. Uh, and I wonder, I, I do kind of wonder why, because I guess because the, the the twist is what then ends up being the focus on. Yeah. And, and any and even at the end when uh she's with more of her kind mm-hmm. and uh they're they're taking care of her it, it kind of ends on like a like a hopeful note like a happy yeah. note yeah but the but there's just like with with the real Martian stand up there's still <laughs> there's still a darkness there yeah oh yeah like no one's toppling that government ever <laughs> um, no yeah no. she's just like, going to a camp <laughs> she, with other beautiful people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, fascism. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> um, and then a big thing at the end of the season, like, and it's the freshest in my mind, is the obsolete man. Just it blew me away. Like that episode is fantastic. And what I love about that, in relation to Eye of the Beholder, is how it takes that kind of fascist backdrop and just expands it like it is it is about this type of government and everything and this battle of wits between these two men it's just it's so good so good um yeah yeah uh the the, the cinematography mm-hmm. and the staging of obsolete man just yeah. outstanding some of the best Perfect. i've ever seen of anything ever <laughs> yeah and any and, and even with the uh uh, what the what is a thematic movement? What is um, like, well, at the end when they're like uh, obsolete, and oh, they're all like, yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't. Dance style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the um, they're swarming him and everything and humming and like that's that was legitimately terrifying to me. Um, just super creepy. Um, Did, yeah. Now, now here's here's a, here's a question for you. Okay. Uh, or are there any episodes that are famous episodes mm-hmm. that you would consider overrated that Ooh. you episode two or season two? That is a good question. So let's see. I'm, try- I'm trying to get people to stop listening to your show. <laughs> well, overrated mother trucker. <laughs> right. Um, hmm. I don't know how famous it is. Is in particular but like um long distance call i thought was really good but it wasn't quite like it didn't bowl me over too hard um and honestly the will the real martian please stand up was kind of a little bit um that episode was a little bit in the shadow of the monsters to do on Maple Street for me because it's kind of to your point about there being a lot of kind of similarities and, and rehashing of old stuff in, in season two. Um, I mean, this is a story about uh, a group of people that are faced with a very bizarre and secretive 
thing where they have to turn on everyone that's around them and question everyone around them and see who's the monster. And it's like, it's, it's the, it's, it's the blueprint of it is so similar to the monsters who do on Maple street. And I adored the monsters who do on Maple street. So that kind of tainted that episode for me a little bit. Um, I had to fight to kind of stop comparing them in my head. Yeah. yeah, I I I didn't consider stop to consider that, but yeah, like makes sense uh, when they when the jukebox starts on its own. Yeah, exactly. And, and people yep. just like, oh well, oh who is it? Let's start blaming everybody else. <laughs> right. Uh, yep. Yeah. Very 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 similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um. I. I. I we have our top six and we have bottom ups of season two. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just, I'll just spoil one of my, my bottom of season two. Okay. And, and, and I think, I think people will, will, will be mad uh, mm-hmm. at me. Uh, <laughs> but not that I don't like the episode, but I think one of the more overrated episodes is Nick of Time with, okay. with Chad. Sure. Um, I, I do I do like that episode, mm-hmm. but and I don't know if I'm just comparing it to other Shatner uh, episodes. Sure, but um, that one, I, I they're, they're just they're just something about it. I'm like, cool, yeah. That this is, this is a thing. Okay, superstition is is bad. It's yeah. good. That episode is very kind of ground level. It's not it's not very Twilight Zoney. Per se, I mean, it has that element to it, but it is it is more grounded than the regular episodes are. The other episodes, I would say, um, but it is it's funny. You mentioned uh, that we have our top six episodes. Like I have like top six episodes. The reason that it's six is because I could not pick one to drop it down to five. Like I I couldn't. Like that is my list. I I can't I can't pick one that's it's not. <laughs> can't can't get to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe maybe it's not maybe that episode's not bottom bottom uh, bottom of season two. But I it, when I was looking at it last night, I'm like, okay, which which ones are the bottom? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 really easy to pick Mr. Dingle the Strong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just the easy one to pick on mm-hmm. uh, because Mr. Dingle is is weak. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I wanted I wanted to try to 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 look at it in a, a little bit different way. But. Okay. Nice. Um, do you want to move on to our favorite moments and endings of season two, or really just whatever? Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. It's your show. I'm, Sweet. you know, I'm just, I'm, 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 you know, I'm your guest. I just lead, lead the way. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Fantastic. Um, so, <laughs> uh, do you want to mention what your favorite moments of season two are? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, will the will real Martian please stand up? Uh, we 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 talked about it. I that the, the reveal at the end. I, mm-hmm. I just not that just the eye, which is I I, I love the makeup, yeah. but the the arm, the struggling to light the cigarette right. or whatever out of the the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I just get a tickle out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got I got to shout out the invaders. Oh yes, yep. Mm-hmm. The the invaders has to be in up there. Uh, oh yeah, because the idea that these little these little bastards are <laughs> my brothers in arms as mm-hmm. uh, as they join the space force. Yep, <laughs> I, I I love that, and that those the, they always creep me out as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, they're they're toys, but just the 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 silent dread on this this woman this uh, um, the entire time. And then, and then to find out that oh look at look at that it's it's the U.S. government. Yep, 
that what do you know right that episode blew my mind because i i didn't know hardly anything about it um the only thing that i really knew was that they i knew the design of the invaders and i think that's basically it so like watching that episode first of all i was struck by the fact that it's it's silent like she doesn't there's no dialogue that she says throughout the entire episode i'm like that is just really like really uh well done and really impressive and then the reveal at the end that it's that it's you know they're that it's the u.s government and that they're on a different planet and there's giants and i was like i was just blown away by that because i did not see that coming i thought that was really clever um and really fun yeah yeah what 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 are uh what about you some favorite let's see so um I'll start with, with the kind of bottom one on my list, 22. Um, the episode itself is fine. Um, kind of similar to, uh, perchance to dream in season one to an extent. Um, but the cougar woman, uh, yes, the, the, uh, the, the dreams, right? The, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the cat lady. Yeah. Cat lady. Okay. Cougar. Yeah. <laughs> I was the like, wait, cougar. <laughs> 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 I've been watching a lot of uh, Pornhub. Oh, uh, you're good. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something completely different, but all right. Um, we're a RedTube podcast, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry about the sponsors. <laughs> oh, God. Just kidding. But if you do want to sponsor us, uh, get at me. I'm at obsessedviewer.com. Anyway, um, so uh, the thing that I really liked about 22 was that the ending with the plane exploding on the, run- on the runway um, I didn't know, and I, I still haven't confirmed this, but um, one of my favorite movies back in the late 90s was Final Destination. And I was like, yeah. that, I, it kind of blew my mind because I had no idea that that movie had any inspiration from the Twilight Zone. Um, even though by concept, it's a pretty Twilight Zone-y uh, um, kind of concept. And it's funny because Glenn Morgan like co-wrote it or wrote on it or wrote did, had some deal with it, and he is now one of the people that are doing the CBS all access twilight zone. Um, but anyway, so that was cool. I liked that. Um, the invaders. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you have anything on 22? Well, no, yeah, it's just, you, you, I, I talked to, uh, Craig beam who who did his, he he was on to talk about 22. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and we talked about that. And, and after I hit that same realization after so many years of, of seeing that episode, like, Oh, that's final. De- that's final destination. That's right. flight one, one eighty two. Yep. <laughs> um, it, it did. So Glenn Morgan, who who co-wrote Final Destination, mm-hmm. has, has you know, I don't know, has he ever come out and like said like, oh yeah, this was a big uh, inspiration for it, or I don't know. However, I also haven't done my due diligence to look for that, so I don't know. I haven't found anywhere to uh, refute that or confirm it. Okay, it's on my it's on my so, to do list. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> you'll do all the heavy lifting, and I'll take credit. Um, <laughs> uh, next up, the invaders. I already talked about that, but um, kind of a, a um, what I feel like is kind of a lesser talked about one, at least from my perspective, is the Rip Van Winkle caper. Um, oh. I am. We talked about this last time you were on, but I'm a huge fan of time travel, and this episode is unique because I mean, it's just them. <laughs> like if you pick it apart it makes no sense whatsoever like these guys have stolen gold 
and <laughs> their plan is to hibernate for a hundred years and then spend it because the heat has died down. <laughs> like there's no consideration of what the world is going to be like in a hundred years there. They have nothing like it's, there's no, I, I, I can't like rationalize it in my head, <laughs> but I, I love the ending because just that, that ironic twist of fate where it's like, oh, that's weird. He was talking about gold. Gold doesn't mean anything since we learned how to manufacture it. Like, let's go to the, you know, spaceport and stuff and have fun. Um, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> there, so, yeah. There's so many, there, there's, there's weird implications there. Let's let, first of all, the, the plan to go, to go forward in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, uh, supply and demand had always existed up to, the, to that, that point in time, and like uh, inflation mm-hmm. wasn't a new concept um, to, to, right. to folks back in the sixties. Mm. So, uh, so being like gold, that's always going to be worth the same amount. Right. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, it was a it was a gold standard back then. Yeah, it's, hey, uh, true, true. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was the twist at the end was clever. <laughs> yeah, and and then and then the the I I do want to ask this question: the implication that like yeah, we learned how to manufacture gold. I mean, what uh, for, to what end? That's not. <laughs> I have no it's, idea. I, it's yeah, not, it's not the strongest of all metals. <laughs> no, you know, like if you're playing Minecraft, sure, it's stronger than than uh, stone. But sure. I mean, you want to use it over a diamond, right? So, yep, yep. But uh, yeah, I, right. <laughs> and then uh, kind of the two big. Well, actually, I need to add one because I didn't include this. But um, the two big ones, and then a third one. Uh, Shadow play. Um, hmm. I loved that episode just as a concept. It was so cool. Um, I, I love that it is one of those endings that is ambiguous. It's just it resets, and he's fated to do this for eternity it seems um that and just the idea of a time loop is just fascinating to me um how do you feel about shadow play that's uh that, that's uh one with dennis weaver right where he's in like a, a court yeah. court case yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh i that was one that when i was going over season season two mm-hmm. uh that I didn't re- recall, you know, you, you see all the, the episode titles and, you know, you have your spreadsheets and you're like, okay, I think I can go down there at lateness of the hour. I think I remember which one, Trouble with Templeton. Mm-hmm. Which one is that one? Shadow Play was one where I was like, what is that episode about mm-hmm. without seeing any screenshots or anything like that? Right. Uh, and then, and then watching it, uh, being like, oh, you, oh, this is a good one. Why, mm-hmm. why don't I, why don't I know this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's how I ended up feeling about it after after I had rewatched it for the the, the podcast. Nice, uh, because I I I really I dig that kind of looping mm-hmm. aspect of it. It does. It's very. It's similar in a way to um, the first season episode with the Nazi on the, the U boat Judgment Night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I I do say I do think that in Shadow Play he. He doesn't necessarily deserve uh, being in this loop. I was thinking about that too because I watched it today, uh, just just as a refresher. And like, there's no real reason for him to be in this. And that, I mean, that's kind of twisted in its own way. It's it's harsher than you expect from the Twilight Zone. Yeah, poor poor guy. Yeah, uh, 
<laughs> but I, you know, what are, what are you going to do, Dennis Weaver? Why don't right. you go be go be in duel. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and something that I talked about on my episode about it, because um, it was remade in the '80s, and I reviewed the '80s version as well. And I kept like I haven't gotten this idea out of my head, but I wish that it would have been. I wish that this episode, Shadowplay, was in this the original series '80s. 2000s and the new one and i wish that they like i wish that someone in the 80s could have been like let's remake uh, shadow play and make it uh, in the same continuity like let's make it be like decades later he's still in this time loop and then decades later when we remake the show again he's still in that time loop and then decades later or a decade later or two decades later he's still in that time loop like i i wish that they would have done that but they didn't um and i, uh, I can't that, stop thinking about that that's <laughs> That is that is that is so cool. If somebody, uh, yeah. if somebody in the eighties and and like a, sh- it, you know, in a way uh, like how Psycho came out with a uh, Van, what's his face, uh, um, came out mm-hmm. shot for shot remake basically of Psycho. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Um, uh, if they did a shot for shot remake in the eighties of mm-hmm. Shadowplay, shot for shot remake in the two thousands, and yes. shot for shot now, it. <laughs> It's it, it's the perfect meta. It it is. Oh yeah, and I mean they could still do that now in the new series, but I don't know. It would have just been really cool to have that continuity throughout it. But yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not meant to be. Um, mm. And then the next one on my list is the silence. Um, that episode, like especially just the ending, the reveal at the end that he has severed the nerves to his vocal cords and that the the other guy never had the money or anything, like just the way that all of that comes together, I was like gobsmacked by it. I was like, this is this is really good. Like this is just really just satisfying. Um again, it's it's another like two people kind of battle of wits. Um, between two people and everything, and in this case, they both end up losing. Um, yeah, just really, really satisfying. How did you? How did you respond to the silence? Two, two cheaters. Two mm-hmm. cheaters. <laughs> uh, uh, watching it, I knew. I, I uh, you know, it's one. It's one of those episodes where I know the ending. I know that the the twist is uh, he had done something to himself to mm-hmm. to win the bet, but. I always forget whether it's he, he like cut off his tongue or um, so that that's why I'm like he's always got the ascot up there. Mm-hmm. I'm like I know it has something to do with it, but the cuts off. Um, but but then it's always the, the it's always a, a, t- a shocker to me that I'm like oh that dude has, doesn't have any money right. Come <laughs> away. Yep. Yep. Um, when I was rewatching it today, I was like I kind of. I can kind of relate to him, the the general, I guess I think it was his name, um, mm. because like, because <laughs> I feel like part of this is something that I'm putting into it that's not in the episode, but I feel like part of it could be that he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna set this bet, and if he does win, I have a whole year to come up with five hundred thousand dollars. I'll be fine. I'll get it to him then, <laughs> and like that's my way of thinking with everything, <laughs> um, <laughs> as evidenced by the. Uh, release date plans for anthology <laughs> years ago. It'll be, it'll be good. It'll be yeah. good. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, if you wait till the last minute, it only takes a minute. That's exactly. That's the, 
Nice. I, oh, I like that. That's gonna be that's gonna be a, a new motto for me. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. One 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 thing that always sticks out to me uh, of the silence, mm-hmm. uh, I is the sound design of of the one piece where the one dude's in the box, mm-hmm. uh, and then the other guy is, is talking to him from from outside the box. Yeah. And just the, the just the sound design of uh, going into the speaker, mm-hmm. but then when it, but when it's actually him outside the box and it, it sounds normal. It's yeah. such a, it's a small touch. Mm-hmm. But it's a touch that brings an extra level of immersion to the, to the episode. Absolutely. And I don't think I even like, I don't think I even touched on that in my review and uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's awesome. Yeah. The silence. <laughs> and then it's about sound. Yeah. So. <laughs> um and then the final one that's not on my list is the obsolete man um all of the ways that wordsworth uh throws the words back at the chancellor like when he says like when he when he's saying like oh you're depriving like you need to face the camera you're depriving your audience and um uh like step into the light and just like the turn like turning it around on him and the state itself is like just so just satisfying um and really just incredibly clever writing um god i really loved that episode um completely agree i i love that uh the at the very very beginning because uh, he's a ch- chancellor right mm-hmm. or, or whatever his, his title is that's right at, at the very beginning the dude who's announcing uh wordsworth incoming mm-hmm. is that the is 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 that the head of the tape the, the table whatever yeah. And then at the end of the episode, he is the one who's risen to the level of uh, being that the one who claims that they're obsolete. Yep, so so good. Um, yep. There's always there's always there's always somebody who's uh, vying for more power. Exactly. Yeah, you know, watch your back in fascism. Right. And I was going to say, oh, yeah, in like six months, you're going to be running this podcast, and I'll be like gone i said said, watch your back matt (laughs) uh yeah so those are my favorite moments and everything did you have any others or do you want to i i did i did uh the 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 end of the howling man uh, yeah the 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 very uh werewolf um the the Uh, werewolf werewolf of london yeah the just that 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 transition Mm -hmm. uh of, of this man into the devil it is great, and it. I, I bring it up because I like that moment, but also mm-hmm. uh, in you. You mentioned in Tower Junkies, you oh, covered yeah. Castle Rock, mm-hmm. and in Castle yeah. Rock, there's that, that scene of the Howling Man in the background. Yep, and uh, it's one of my one of my <laughs> one of the things that I'm I find so fascinating about Castle Rock is that uh, the first season is like like the overall plot of the first season is lifted and inspired from the Howling Man. And then yeah. like season two is inspired or, or is similar uh, to, uh, Oh God, I can't even, Oh, like invasion of the body snatchers and stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, this is a Stephen King show. Like mine, <laughs> Stephen King stuff, like do that. But, um, but yeah, I, I do, I do love that about the howling man and also about the howling man. Um, it reminds me of, or it feels like that episode influenced at least 
uh, tangentially or like thematically the writers of Lost because it felt like a very Lostian episode and I I love Lost so <laughs> I'm always yeah. like looking for those little connections too. I, yeah, in your in your background I see John Locke yep. poking his head around. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, yep. the man in black trying to mm-hmm. trying to escape the island. You oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh, right there with you. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, so so that's a good one. Yeah. Any others? No, that I think that that's that's the the the, the main one. Nice. We talked about we talked about the silence. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, I could I could throw another one out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I got I got I got the list here. Okay, uh, let's talk about Night of the Meek. That's they're they're the moment. Yeah, um, it's not my favorite moment. I just I just uh, picked them up. Sure, if I remember said, correctly, did you you and your wife reviewed it? On your show, and uh, yeah, I feel like, like you guys—you guys both kind of dogged it pretty hard. I think, yeah, pro- probably. Yeah, we we get we get drunk and um, mm. <laughs> she's on the show, and then I have to edit a lot more because <laughs> it's not, always yeah. fun to listen to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It it's 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 an ep- it's an episode where I I. My nostalgia didn't like it, mostly mm. because of the film. Uh, but it's actually not a it's not a bad episode. Art Carney's just kind of he's just a creepy Santa. Yeah. I can definitely get behind that. Yeah. I I do love how um the <laughs> the time is so different because like uh the kid's like, Oh, I want a gun <laughs> and like obviously it's like a toy gun, but I'm just like, Oh, okay. Um it's the sixties. <laughs> um but yeah, <laughs> I got a kick out of that. But also, I think just the um, the fact that it's the only Christmas Twilight Zone episode is like I love Christmas themed episodes, and I kind of wanted to latch onto it. And for the most part, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Well, there, there's, there's, an, there's other Christmas episodes, but they oh, may, they may not be direct as direct as as Santa okay. Claus. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So just just throwing just throwing that out there. Okay. For, not to spoil. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to serve man, the food is actually uh, a Christmas ham. <laughs> it says to serve forty humans. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I was going to ask you. Um, you saw. You went to the theater for the 60th anniversary screening thing, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. How did you? How did? How was your experience with that? Um, for, for some, oh, my, the babysitter that we had, uh, we couldn't stay there for, for too long. Okay. Uh, but, uh, it was, it was, it was really cool. It was, it was nice. really, I don't know if you've ever been to the theater to watch older movies oh, again definitely. on the screen, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's, it's so unique and so, I don't, I, I, I don't know the word for it, but I've, it's really cool. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. Let me be verbose. It's really cool nice. uh, to to see it on the big screen mm-hmm. uh, and and to be in a theater with other fans. Yeah, there. But before before the, the the screenings, they would have trivia up there. Yeah, uh, I I brought this up in an episode of of this show when I relaunched it because I experienced such a like f- a feeling of 
FOMO and disappointment because I was in, I, I went to it, I saw it and I was in the theater, but my theater had no pre-roll anything. And oh. yeah, and they started it. They didn't even start it with any kind of fanfare or anything. They started it like five minutes into the first episode and the sound was off for like 60 seconds. Oh yeah. It was awful. I was like, this is really a bummer. And like, while I'm waiting in the dark theater, I'm seeing like you and uh, Craig Beam tweeting about how like, oh, we have these trivia things. And I think they mentioned your guys' names because or something like that on the screen. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I was I wasn't going to say that I was on the big screen, well. but <laughs> you, 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 you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that, 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 that was cool. I'll never be on the big mm-hmm. screen again. But it was like in the in the in the audience, mm-hmm. this is what I was gonna say about the trivia. In the audience, uh, other other folks looking at the trivia with us, and and there's there's one guy at the theater I was at, and and he was like shouting out the answers, and he knew every single one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, uh, don't don't rub it in, man. Yeah. Uh, sure, I don't. I sure I don't know that answer. Right. Uh, <laughs> But uh, oh, there, 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 there's some, there's some good trivia in there, and it's just nice. Again, just, a, it's just an, a, an enjoyable experience to watch oh, yeah. it with others who enjoy the mm-hmm. show, which is what your listeners do with you every, yeah. every episode when you, when we record. That's what that's that's the viewpoint I like to have, um, because otherwise it's uh, people listening to me talk like and being very angry that I'm not ke- like getting the importance of certain things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that, so that was, that was fun. That was exciting. I hope they, uh, oh, I was going to say the, the jokes on jokes on you, um, cause theaters don't exist anymore. So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my God. I, I'm legitimately like nervous about that. <laughs> like I want them to survive. Um, that big, huge corporation. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so that, that's cool. I'm glad we got to touch on that. Uh, do you want to run down the top six episodes of season two? Yeah. Uh, I will, I will, I will throw these out. I will throw these out there. Coincidentally, we've talked about all of them already. Okay. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have them in one through six order. But they are in my top six. Okay. They are uh, they are Howling Man. Mm-hmm. I, I have the Beholder. Uh, that one that one has a special place in my heart because uh, that's the one that uh, it reminds me of my my dad. Nice. Uh, and uh, the Invaders. That's my older brother's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of him. <laughs> so I have that on there. Obsolete Man, which is always always such a prescient uh, mm-hmm. episode. Uh, and I, I think it's important to take lessons from that and in 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 uh i don't want to spoil anything about the patron stuff okay. but my <laughs> to the sci-fi question right like mm-hmm. here, here here's another example of of something that has influenced me yeah. and then uh will real, real martian please stand up mm-hmm. and finally the silence nice. gotta gotta have the silence be the last one nice that you're like okay cool brandon's done talking <laughs> Oh no, that's great! You're carrying this. Um, <laughs> no, not that's uh, well. that, that's it. I, I just 
Yeah, I just, I just, I string string words together and they suck. So thank you for <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Um, so those are all great picks. Um, yeah, my six are um, an episode that we haven't talked about. Um, but I was just in love with it. Um, the Odyssey of Flight 33. Um, yeah. all of the like technical jargon and stuff. Like I just recently listened to your review of it. Um, I think was that episode, did you have Will Hines on for that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. yeah. Um, and that, that was a really good episode by the way. And I, I love the Odyssey of Flight 33 because A, it's time travel. B, it's, it's open-ended. It's ambiguous. Like again, they could have remade this in each iteration of it and have it be the exact same thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um right. and I just I love the kind of time time travel aspect and also the problem solving aspect because it's very much like it's the same reason why I love the movie Gravity. Like um George Clooney's character in Gravity is completely calm and and comforting and like problem solving the entire time. And like the reason why I love that is because that is what like an astronaut is supposed to be like someone who is the like top of their field and everything um, or a person in space force. Um, <laughs> it would have to be at the top of their game and everything and know everything. So the, these are just professionals trying to problem solve a problem and it's not heightened. It's not taken to a dramatic level of suspense um, it's just very, uh, no pun intended, grounded um, in reality. So I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, how did you feel about Odyssey of Flight Thirty Three? Pretend that I didn't just listen to your episode. Okay, okay yeah. Uh, let's 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 hope I. Well, good news. I haven't listened to my episode in a long time. <laughs> right. But but I I, I I recall thinking that it was because uh, Rod's brother had a mm-hmm. little bit to do with the episode, right? Yeah. And and he he was a pilot mm-hmm. and. So there's there's a certain verisimilitude to the episode because it is it is is based in actual pilot speak. Yeah, and and I, I think I think that turns off some folks because they're like, uh, for example, Ghostbusters, where <laughs> they 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 make up a bunch of of words and jargon, and it's like Ghostbusters. You know, it's and that it's comedy. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll have a di- different example. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. Uh, my, my critique for Ant Man and the Wasp, which I loved, mm-hmm. was, okay, you're just you're just making words up, and we don't have to have a, a <laughs> ten minute dialogue scene for you to make up words. Let's get back mm-hmm. to the plot. Um. <laughs> so, how how does that apply to, to, to uh, Odyssey of Flight Thirty Three? It it. It matters here because these are they're supposed to be professionals mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be solving a problem yeah. and, and and having that again the the real words that a real pilot in the real world would use yep. help helps that aspect and I, I think maybe one of the cr- critiques from like uh, reviewers was like oh they're just making up they're just making stuff oh up God. <laughs> but uh, but I, I I really I really dig it about that and and having Will Hines on there which by the way. Mm. When you have when you have somebody who's really big in improv and, and is really funny, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just I, I hate I hate the sense that I, I want to try to be funny with them. Like, <laughs> look at me, I'm funny too, right? Huh? Huh? Uh, funny with <laughs> that was a re- that was a really fun episode to listen to, and it was like I'm I'm a fan of his from 
he's 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 been on Comedy Bang Bang on the podcast before, and I, I'm a big fan of his from that. But uh, even just listening to him talk about like his book and the blog and everything was just yeah. I was like listening to him. I was like I am totally on. Like he's very eloquently spoken about that. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, that 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 is a fantastic book, by the way. Nice, nice. Um, I say fantastic a lot. It turn, turns out. Hmm? I, I say fantastic a lot. It oh, turns out. Nice. <laughs> cut it out. Fantastic nope. is my filler word. Nope, none of this is getting cut out. Um, <laughs> except for the thing I'm about to say is that it was funny because when you said Ant Man and the Wasp, there was a little ant on my microphone um, <laughs> that I flicked away. It was kind of weird. Um, oh, no. So yeah, Anthony. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so then Odyssey of Flight 33, um, Eye of the Beholder, which we've already talked about. Um, and then the next one for me was Nick of Time. By the way, these aren't in any particular order. Um, Nick of Time, I just liked because it, again, ha- kind of had that, uh, grounded feel of being in reality. And like, I like those types of stories because it conveys that like, okay, anything can be in the twilight zone. <laughs> and, um, I liked that it was more, it spoke a lot about their relationship and their dynamic and how he needs to overcome his own weird habits and everything in order to make his wife happy and be, and live a happy life. And I was particularly taken by the ending where they decide, okay, we're not going to let the mystic seer, control our lives our lives or anything let's go and start our life together and then you see the older couple come in after them and they're desperate for the mystic seeker to guide them and everything it's like they just passed by like what they could have been and i just i love that type of story um and when it's in the twilight zone so yeah 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 uh well i i said it was my my bottom before mm-hmm. I uh, like I I must have been lying at the time that's I, fair because <laughs> uh, because that, that that's that's a that's a good viewpoint of it mm. uh, the the older couple coming in yeah. and it and reflecting this is what happens when you let superstitions take <laughs> over your lives yeah. uh you 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 run out of free will because you're you're letting something an external entity mm-hmm. uh control the will for you yep yep all right all right, yep. all right Matt. You, you you changed my mind i'm taking it i'm ta- taking it out of the bottom two and Sweet. i'm putting it in the middle awesome that is all that I could have ever hoped for. <laughs> um, uh, this next, is mention for Nick of Time. No. Actually, like, all I want to do is get Brandon to not have it in his bottom. Yeah. He did it. <laughs> did it. Um, next up again, Shadow Play. I just love. I love it as a concept, and the execution is great. Um, and then the other ones we've talked about: the Silence and the Obsolete Man. Um, the Obsolete Man just seriously just blew me away and i i honestly think that it is either exactly on par or better than the monsters are due on maple street which was a an episode that just blew my mind um so it's just it's really great that like season two can still pack that big of a punch um yeah so, yeah. so those are my top six yep all right um okay. yeah uh so let's talk about the worst episodes of season two <laughs> um you nick talked about nick of time it's no longer on there <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta delete it. Yeah. Um. What? Let Let me try to guess what your what your other two are. Okay. 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 I'm gonna guess. <sighs> static. Oh no! I, I I thought about static. Okay. 
but I didn't. Uh, but I didn't remember it enough to hate it. Mm-hmm. So I, I did. I didn't put it on there. And okay. I, I didn't. I didn't feel like I could. I could talk to it to, enough to justify why I disliked it. You know, honestly, I think the reason why I thought that is I just listened to your episode about it with. Uh, I think it was David Lawler. Yeah, that's um, right. and he hated that episode, <laughs> and I think that that <laughs> colored my perception of how you might have felt about it. <laughs> um, okay, I'll go with uh, Mr. Dingle the Strong. Um, okay, and let's see. Um, but. I'll do the jokey answer. Um, and a hundred yards over the rim because you had to talk to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just about to say, wait, I did that one with you. That's not a bad episode. Uh, no, but I'll say, um, oh, uh, uh, the lateness of the hour. Oh, hey. We got we got ourselves a we got ourselves a, a double on that one. Yeah, I put okay. that I put that one on there too. Nice. Oh, that's what I was doing. I was trying to guess which ones you were doing, <laughs> which ones you did. <laughs> no, no. Well, then you you did it. Okay. You, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, late lateness of the hour is okay. is one one I put on there. Mm-hmm. What why why did that one jump out to you? Why that would be a, a bottom one just because i think it is marred by the videotape aspect of it and Mm. also it just seems it seems kind of i i want the revelation that she is that she's a a robot um and she doesn't know it um is didn't Mm. land as hard as a for me at least than than i than i think it expected to and i kind of thought maybe that would be a reason why did you, did you, I, 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 you know, I had the benefit of, of having seen it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, it's, it's obvious that she's some kind of like a ro- robot or, or not, or not real throughout the episode. Uh, did, did you get that sense? Maybe that was what kind of de- deflated it or? I don't think I did at all. I was just like, oh, okay. Well, I think when it happened, it was more like, it was less of a, oh my God, she's a robot and more of a, oh, oh. duh, she's a robot. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um so yeah i think it was kind of a mixed bag um I, 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 yeah no. i i what kind of steps uh, jumps out at me is it's it's kind of a cruel episode mm-hmm. like a uh, um uh time enough at last like that's that's a cruel episode yeah so the hour is is kind of a cruel episode uh because they're like ah you know we don't we don't we we want a daughter we want a daughter mm-hmm. and we want a daughter to be happy and and they turn into assholes and they make her, they make her subservient to them yeah. rather than like rewiping her me- memory. Right. You know? Yeah, that's and, true. And, and making her a daughter again. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're like, yeah, fuck it. We need a, we need a maid. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, sorry for cut sake. Oh, no, no, that's fine. Uh, fucking go right ahead. <laughs> but that, 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 that's what, that's what that kind of throw me off. Like, yeah. you know, you, you're bad people mm-hmm. and you, and it, and it and it's a turn too because they're they're very very loving to her the mm-hmm. entire time and like oh no oh don't don't try to leave oh no please right to all of a sudden to Martha can you rub <laughs> my shoulders again right. you know yeah I will say just the the weird moans that her mother made when she when she was being massaged like was uh, so so creepy to me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
yeah, just oof, yeah. Um, so that was on your list, and what was the other one? Uh, the other one that I have on there, I I do have a um, runner up, which is okay. long distance call. Oh, okay. Uh, again, like the grandma, the grandmother's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. A goat, dead, dead grandmother. You know, don't tell, don't tell mom that yeah. grandma. Uh, that's weird. That doesn't. That yeah. reference doesn't. doesn't I, oh, I got you. <laughs> don't tell mom the grandmother's dead. No, it's. Yeah. You're close. That's that's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> stop, stop, or my mom, my grandmother will call. My there dead. we go. Yeah. That I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that that it's a that's a runner up only because okay. the grandmother's a jerk mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, it's it's also shot in film. Yeah, I liked that episode specifically because the the idea of it, like the the kid, I thought did a really good job of being innocent, creepy, mm-hmm. and just like the idea of like, okay, this it, it was just kind of creepy to me. And then again, kids in general just kind of creep me out. So <laughs> that yeah. was just a, kind of an an added bonus. I got an eight-year-old. That's that's true. They, they don't stop being creepy. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I will. I my 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 actual bottom, mm-hmm. the other bottom one. I would say is mind in the matter. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. Uh, be because uh, what's I don't not books worth. Uh, I forget. Um, I I forget what his character's name is, yeah. is in it. Uh, uh, Shelley Berman is, is right. the actor. It's Beechcroft. Beechcroft. There, yeah. there you go. I knew it started with a B. Yep. <laughs> it, it, there, there's something about that episode that I don't know. It just it doesn't click for me. It's not necessarily okay. a bad episode, but it doesn't it doesn't click. Sure. And all that creepy uh, Shelley Berman makeup. <laughs> yeah. He makes so many of of the moms his own self. Yeah, that was. Is, I I really and I I really enjoyed that episode. I I liked it as just kind of a reflection of a dude being just a narcissistic person and I I thought it went to some interesting places, but it wasn't an it was a, kind of a middle of the season kind of episode for me. Yeah, yeah, it, uh it it another time enough at last kind of yeah. uh kind of echo of the uh, I don't I don't care about humanity. I only want to be with myself. Right. Uh, not not to the same conclusion necessarily, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have Mister Dingle the Strong, the whole truth, and a thing about machines. Um, and I feel bad about Mister Dingle the Strong. Like like you said, I think it's kind of an easy one to pick on. Um, but I do, I do I did like uh, Burgess Meredith in it. Um, so it did have that going for it. But I don't know. It just seemed like kind of just a meh episode. Um, and the well, whole, yeah. Well, when you when you have two uh, Burgess Meredith episodes, and one is yeah. extremely great, and then the other is right. middling. Yep, I thought yeah. you were going to say when you have one that's like extremely great, and then the other one is the obsolete man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Mr. Dingle the Strong, my my number one of all time. Oh God. <laughs> Right next to uh, the mighty Casey. And- oh yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, yeah. How would you feel about a thing about machines? You know, uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because that was another one of my um, my runners up was okay. a thing about machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I 
I, I didn't I didn't mention that when you asked me what my actual bottoms were mm-hmm. uh, because in the much in the way of static, mm-hmm. uh, I, I know more about the thing about machines, but I didn't you know I I don't have too much of a a description for why the why why it's on the bottom other than sure. to say, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Machine. I mean, the machines had a reason to be pissed off at him. I think because yeah. he, hates, I mean, he hates machines for no reason, right? He's, Just because he's a curmudgeon, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, he but he is the kind of guy who, in this day and age, would be like, uh, "How do you get this this damn Zoom call to work?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Look, I don't need to wear a face mask. Why oh, can't we God. just meet in person? <laughs> That's that guy. That's why I hate this episode. Oh, that is spot that on, I think. Yes. <laughs> Good God. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. Are you, are, you, are, you guys, are you guys open for uh, in-house seating? No, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and then uh, the whole truth. I... I have that listed on my bottom, but honestly, I I rewatched it like a couple days ago, and I it it didn't it doesn't do anything for it. It has no lasting impression on me at all. It's just kind of a just mediocre episode to me. How did you feel about the whole truth? Well, let me just say this: what which one is the whole truth? <laughs> it's the uh, <laughs> it's the used car salesman who buys a car uh, that's haunted, and he can only tell the truth. It's liar, liar. In the '60s, and a used car dealership. <laughs> that that's right. The other film one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. Well, uh, what is it? Gorbachev? Was it Gorbachev? Uh, Khrushchev, I think. Yeah, Khrushchev. Think, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, my inability to remember what episode that was mm-hmm. without you telling me that <laughs> really says all there is to. <laughs> yeah. I'll agree with you there. And I, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I think that part of my, I wouldn't even say disdain, just my disinterest in it is because the first time that I saw it, which obviously like the whole premise of my podcast is I'm, it's my first time watching it. Like I took a day off of work cause I had a really horrible like head cold and I just took a bunch of cold medicine and I laid in bed and I was like, oh, you know, I'll go ahead and watch this episode before I, you know, pass out. And like, it was the most groggy, like I could not focus on anything. And like, I was like, this is my first viewing of this episode and it's going to be forever marred by this snot nose and headache <laughs> and sore throat combination. <laughs> and it, it turns out the episode gave you those things. It did. It did. Yep. <laughs> Do 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 do. Um, so, uh, okay, yeah. So those are our bottom episodes. So to kind of wind down, because I don't want to take too much more of your time, um, even though it's a blast talking to you. Um, I so I have a list of season three episodes that I'm looking forward to. And okay. are there any episodes that you would say that? I should keep an eye out for or kind of point me in the direction of the episodes that you think I'll be more receptive to. Okay. All right. So, uh, I've already mentioned the shelter, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, the third episode. Yep. Uh, let's see. It's a good life is out, is out there. Mm-hmm. Season three actually has a, a good handful of, of episodes, uh, 
episodes that you're like, oh, oh, there's a there's a lot more um, reference uh, to pop culture. Oh, nice. In, in these ones too, uh, and I think so far I like a lot more of of season three episodes. Uh, I think season three might be one of my favorite seasons if I, if Sweet. I'm looking at all these. He's right. Uh, cool. the, the dummy is in season season three. Right. Uh, if you've have you, have you ever seen the Twilight Zone movie? I haven't. I I own it, but I'm waiting until I finish it because I'm insane. Okay. <laughs> uh, kick kick the can is is one of the episodes in, right. in season three. Uh, yeah, there there there's some there's some good stuff in here. Once upon a time, uh, the uh, it's it's a really good. Ep- I, I I like that episode a lot, okay. and it's got. It's got the great Buster Keaton in Ooh, it. Ooh, okay. Kind of playing up his his stardom. Nice. Okay. Wow. I'm very interested in that. Um, and if I remember correctly, I have like I have mapped out like my episodes for the, the entire run of anthology, anthology. But like that is the exact like middle point in terms of the number of episodes of the Twilight Zone. So like right after I finish Once Upon a Time, I'm gonna have like a special episode where it's like, oh, halfway through the Twilight Zone, this is where I'm at with it and how sane I am or insane I am. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. But um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to all those episodes. And then also the arrival, um, because the show, I, from what I understand of it, it involves an airplane, and the show has yeah. had a very good run of airplane-specific episodes. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, the other ones that you mentioned, and also Little Girl Lost, because if I'm not mistaken, I think that that was used for a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror segment, <laughs> the Did Homer you? Cubed. Huh? <laughs> It was, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, well, I think that should do it for this episode. Then, is there anything else you wanted to touch on about Twilight Zone season two or my amiability? <laughs> uh, you, you are you're extremely amiable. Oh, and thank you. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Uh, as far as season two goes, mm-hmm. uh, you said you said this earlier. Uh, you 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 think season two got got better, uh, and inexplicably why you don't you don't really know why you just mm-hmm. know that it's getting better. Right. Uh, talking to you is much in the same way. Oh, thank you. The, the first time we talked, that was all right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was a, it was a, you know. <laughs> oh so, but the more but the more we talk, the 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 more I enjoy it. Nice. Well, that's very nice of you. Thank you. And I love talking to you. And I, especially with this podcast, it's so like self-contained with just me. And I get tired of talking to myself. Like the new like kind of tagline for the show is a man in his thirties talking about a 60 year old talking to himself about a 60 year old TV show. (laughs) And uh, I love having, having you on and chatting with you and uh, having someone to kind of bounce conversations back with. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. I I I I appreciate that, and it, it really I I under, completely understand. I think I'm about to like do a, a solo like look, I'm coming back episode. Oh, nice! And I, and I and I dread it because <laughs> when I start talking to my when I start talking when there's no one else, I I just I get I get I start talking faster and faster and faster because I'm like I think I'm talking too slow. I think I, 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 <laughs> I 
run out of breath because I don't want to have there to be any silent space. I I had the same thing yesterday. I recorded the next episode. Um, so peek behind the curtain. I'm, I've mentioned this before, but uh, not to brag. But I got well, kind of to brag because I'm really excited about it. I got screeners for the new season of the CBS All Access show. What? Um, yeah. Uh, it was, Rub it in. I, I was a little bit, but um, to be fair, I did have to email CBS All Access like three times over the last year. <laughs> so, um, but I got I recorded the episode for the first one for the first episode um, that's going to go up on the day that it launches, June twenty fifth. And like the whole time, it was a it was a mixture of me being in my head, and it was a mixture of me thinking like, okay, am I talking way too fast because? I am, uh, because that's just like, am, is it just a mistake that I'm making talking too fast or is it because I'm so excited about talking about this? <laughs> um, and it was just, I don't know. I edited it today and it sounds fine. So I'm excited for it. But anyway, um, yeah, any chance that I have to, to brag, I guess. Um, <laughs> um yeah, are you going to, real- ah, well, you know, um, <laughs> uh, are you going to cover the new series at all? Uh, yeah, 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 no. Uh, I, I, maybe if, if I ever, if I ever get through the original series, mm-hmm. then I, I would consider it. Gotcha. Uh, but I, I, I feel like for, for me, covering the, the new, the new series would be a, a cop out to, to finishing what I started with, with the original series. That uh, makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to, just for my own completionist, mm-hmm. um, it, it'd be like, "Hey guys, uh, you, you, especially for the folks who are reviewing, like, are you ever going to come back?" <laughs> right. To, to all of a sudden be like, "Hey guys, I'm back," mm-hmm. but also it's uh, I'm I'm now I'm only talking about the the new season <laughs> or the new series, right? Yeah. So so eventually maybe okay. uh, but let's get through 500 more episodes of this show. First. Yeah, it's really <laughs> funny you say that because. I, <laughs> I'm kind of like the opposite approach to that <laughs> because <laughs> I was looking through, um, my files and everything and the chronology of anthology. And like I was looking and a big part of the show is that I do bonus episode review series about like Black Mirror and other like contemporary science fiction shows. And, I was looking through and like what I do is what I usually do is I do um, a regular episode and then a bonus episode and then I alternate between them and looking through my episodes. I was like, wow, I've done a lot of bonus episode series and I looked in like I have not had <laughs> a run of time on this podcast where I'm just doing the main episodes like mm-hmm. consecutively since I think it was December of 2017. <laughs> um so it's been a while and I keep adding on these damn bonus reviews and everything um, when I should just like sit down and do this thing that I fit like focus on this thing that I started five years ago <laughs> that I'm only two seasons into at this point. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, I think, I think what's what, what you've done is you, you've, you've established uh, a kind of a, a precedent, mm. uh, a framework for the show that you can cover you can go and, and kind of have a little bit of leeway here and there to, to cover different things here, here and there. That's as for as it started with being like, no, we're going sequentially. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're doing this. Don't fill it with extra mm-hmm. any, any other. Don't, don't tread off the, the beaten path. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad that you said that because that, that was kind of one of the, 
intentions with uh, starting the podcast the way that I did. Because like I very specifically titled it Anthology because I didn't want it to be like a Twilight Zone podcast. I wanted it to be a science fiction anthology podcast. Um, and I've always said like, okay, when I finish the Twilight Zone, I'll move on to The Outer Limits and then other classic shows. And then like recently I've been thinking like, or after I finish the Twilight Zone, I can go back and like talk about the episodes in a different context or pair them up or do like something special. But I don't know. That's at this rate, that is literally like half a decade away from me. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. you'll have to, you'll, you'll change your unofficial tagline to a man in his mid fifties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah uh all right well i'll i'll let you go um thank you so much for chatting with me man it's it's always a blast uh i I really dig talking to you and uh, it was a lot of fun to kind of recap this season with you um looking forward to everything that you do and i'm looking forward to s4ya coming back um at some point um no pressure or anything i won't write (laughs) any reviews or anything (laughs) asking when when are you when are you releasing this episode? This episode will go up on Tuesday the twenty third. Okay, that that's June. that's when the that's when the pressure to actually uh, yeah. <laughs> produce content uh, starts. Nice. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, next Tuesday the twenty third, and uh, yeah. So thank you so much for listening to us, and uh, thank you for uh, yeah. Like I said, the next episode is going to be. Uh, coming out in two days from this release, it's going to be the first episode reviewing the new Twilight Zone, and then I'm going to do just a bonus review series all about the new season of the new Twilight Zone, and then I'll resume with season three of the original series in August. Um, so yeah, so that will be fun. Um, Brandon, uh, thank you once again, and do you want to tell people where they can find you online and everywhere on the planet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, let's see apatheticenthusiasm.com for uh, submitting for your approval or apathetic enthusiasm if you're interested in me rambling on about random stuff. Uh, you know, you want to you know about running? How I, how fast I run? <laughs> that's that's the kind of hard-hitting content you're going to get with apathetic enthusiasm. Nice. Uh, and then if, you, if you're a Rick and Morty fan, please check out Interventional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Uh, and uh, so... If you want, if you want to get a hold of me, social media wise, the mm-hmm. best way to do that is at Rick and Morty Pod on Twitter, uh, or at Apathusiast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I monitor both of those accounts. Also, S four Y A underscore Podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh, I, I do a lot of social media, as you, you, you understand that. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rick and Morty Pod. Really, that that's the easiest way. Sweet. Uh, go out there, hit hit me up. I you, I think you can uh, vouch for me, Matt. Mm. I love, I love talking to people and, oh, and yeah. I love interacting. So mm. please, or just call me out for uh, hating on Nick at time. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, <laughs> you heard him go seek him out, flood him with, with, uh, with, uh, <laughs> talking and stuff i don't know um and uh yeah i look forward to your fourth podcast uh intellectual empathy uh super excited about that (laughs) all right well (laughs) that'll do it for this episode of anthology thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you next time and now here's a short clip from our patreon exclusive rss feed to hear the full clip and more exclusive patreon content go to patreon.com slash obsessive viewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of one dollar per month thank you and enjoy
the Air Force became its own branch in 1947 uh, from the splitting off from the Army, Army Air Corps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in throughout the career, God, this is boring military talk. Uh, <laughs> throughout my career, I'd, I'd read about the history of the Air Force and how it was created and, and all these kind of like pioneers uh, starting up this culture and, and, and developing this, this, this force, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Air power, you know, all, all type of stuff. Yeah. And I, and I thought, you know, that, that that's actually, that's actually kind of cool to, to me to be like, if, if the space force stays a thing mm-hmm. and it doesn't get, uh, you know, taken out, uh, in our, in the next administration. I, I was going to say by aliens, <laughs> but, but yes, yes, yes. Uh, I forget Will Smith's name in, uh, right. independence. Oh, Hiller? Yeah. 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 Hiller. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Worthless knowledge in, in our head. Yep. Uh, Anthology is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by obsessiveviewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to anthologypod.com slash archive. You can also like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash anthologypod and follow the show on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at anthologypod.com slash donate or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. Official Anthology merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more can be found in the Obsessive Viewer's Tee Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at anthologypod.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at teepublic.com. For information about the Obsessive Viewer's annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find our flagship movie and TV review and discussion show, The Obsessive Viewer Podcast, at obsessiveviewer.com, and on Twitter, at obsessiveviewer. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and co-host Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, over at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda at TheSecularPerspective.com. Bumper music for this podcast comes courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash asgoodasitgetsband. You can also find As Good As It Gets music on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty! (laughs) 